Welcome everyone into episode 87 of Viking 360 and with spring sports in full swing, we once again have a packed show for everyone this week. I got things started by wrapping up the boys basketball season with a sit down with Viking head coach Luke Parsons. I also had a chance to chat with Lady Viking softball standout Chloe Shin to talk quick start that her team has had here in 2021. Rube, what did you have? Talked a little baseball with uh, Viking um, assistant coach Frankie Cummings and with Tyler Haskins. He's the former Viking who is now playing at uh, Fairmont State. We talked tennis with uh, Viking coach Dwayne Merritt and we talked track with Jumpin' Jake Harvey. Ripley jumped its way to a second-place finish among the boys' teams in last weekend's Hurricane Invitational track meet. The Vikings scored well in long jump and high jump as Jake Harvey took first place in both events. Ripley is coming off a uh, good performance at the Hurricane Invitational track and field meet, and one of the reasons why is the uh, the jumpers, and they were led um, by this man, Jake. Thank you uh, for being with us today. Yes, thank you for having me here. Well, you took uh, first place in two events in both the long jump and the high jump. Tell us about your history in jumping. Well, it all started in middle school, my sixth grade year. I wanted to uh, experiment and try something new, and that's when I started high jumping. And it's been a long process since, a lot of up and downs. But uh, we are, we're getting somewhere this year, I think. And with the long jump, I just started my freshman year. I didn't do any in middle school, and it's definitely come a long way since then. And you also run in one other running event. You were telling me a relay event. Yes, sir. I run the 4 by 2 and we have a good chance of making it to states this year. We've got some good runners with Joey Ramsey and Josh Roush and Evan Anderson. And speaking of Evan Anderson, you and Evan finished 1-2 in the long jump, and you had a, a jump of 19.2 where you had to be pretty well pleased uh, with that leap. Uh, I was extremely pleased with that leap. It came uh, on my third jump out of four in that, uh, in that uh, meet. And Evan had just, I had jumped 18 feet 9 inches my first jump. And then the next jump, Evan beat me. He jumped 18 feet 11 and a half. And I was mad about it. And then I, I pulled that one out, and I was really pleased with it. And uh, in the long jump, the school record was 21 feet 1 inch, and it was set by a uh, Brock Stotts back in 2001. I don't think you were even born yet. So is that attainable for you, do you believe? I really hope it is. Uh, I can. Most of my success this year is because of uh, the weight room. I put a lot of work in the weight room, so as long as I keep working harder in there, I think uh, my senior year, there's a good chance that I could beat it as long as I stay healthy. And in the high jump, uh, you cleared uh, six feet, and that got you first place in that event, and fourth place in that event. Uh, went to Connor Casso, so Ripley also scored well in, in that event. And uh, the school record is looks fairly attainable. Uh, Dennis Simmons jumped uh, 6'4 back in 1999. Do you believe that is uh, is reachable for you? Uh, I think it is really reachable. If I just keep progressing and working as hard as I can, I think it's really attainable. It's going to be uh, it's going to be definitely difficult because that is a very high jump because. Six feet automatically, if, you, if I jump that at the regional meet, it automatically uh, qualifies me for the state meet. So if I just continue to do that, then I'll be very pleased because that's the ultimate goal is to compete at states this year. Um, and, yeah, that's a very, it's a very good mark, and I think senior year is be a good time to beat it. Jake, congratulations, and uh, keep jumping. 
Thank you for having me. Evan Anderson placed second in the long jump, and Connor Casto was fourth in the high jump. Ripley will compete Friday in St. Mary's. Hey fans, check out the Ripley Vikings collection at swifteesapparel.com backslash Ripley Vikings. Use the coupon code VIKING360 for a 10% discount. It's Ripley Viking Apparel made right here in Ripley. This Lady Vikings senior softball standout has been a key player in her team's early season success. The Lady Vikings are off to a 6-1 start thanks to senior Chloe Shin. All right, welcome back. It's that Viking 360 joined now by Lady Vikings softball senior Chloe Shin. Chloe, thanks for being with me. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Hey, so tell me about uh, Lady Vikings softball. You guys are off to a blazing start. I have you at 6-1 and one on the year. You beat uh, uh, Meigs County the other night, uh, but you really couldn't ask for a better start to your 2021 season. Yeah, I think all the girls are really doing what they're supposed to and they're pulling their weight and we're really just starting off the way we should. Well, I know you're excited to be back out there. I mean, you missed your entire junior season due to the pandemic. And uh, I'm sure just being back out there on the, on the field with your teammates and being able to compete and practice has to has to feel good for you. Yeah, it does. It's so nice to be with all the girls. So tell me your role on this team. You're a pitcher. Uh, I believe you had a pretty nice outing the other night against Meigs County, and you also play first base. Uh, what's your favorite uh, position to play? Most definitely pitcher is my favorite. What What's your go-to pitch? Fastball, curve? T- what, what do you like to go to when you get in the jam? Um, My fastball most of the time. So you're a fireballer. Is that, is that what you do is uh, – <laughs> Strike them out, uh, bringing the heat, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, uh, this is a young softball team. Uh, you know, I count five seniors on this team, uh, and you have uh, quite a few uh, ladies on that roster, a lot of young uh, talent that I know uh, you and the other five or four seniors, rather, uh, are, are really kind of asked to be leaders on that team. Yeah, they're really young, but they're – their skill levels definitely goes well with ours, so we're really mixing good together. You got a super talented team from top to bottom, as you as you mentioned, a lot of young uh, ladies who bring a lot of talent, and then obviously the seniors. Uh, what would a run to the states mean to you in your senior season? That'd be great. Since we missed our whole junior season, it'd really be nice to make it all the way. What do you think it would take to uh, get to the state tournament and, and possibly win a title? I mean, this 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 team, this softball team uh, program through the years has always been one of the highest achieving uh, teams in sports at Ripley High School. You don't really get the notoriety that I feel like you should. This program is primed to make a run and, and maybe win a state championship. What do you think it'll take for you guys to do that? I think it'll take hard work from all of us and all of us doing what we're supposed to and showing up and yeah. Well, Chloe, thank you for the time and uh, congratulations on a great start. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. And the Lady Vikings will be back on the diamond on Friday evening at Greenbrier East. They will be hosting Sissonville on Saturday afternoon.
He just wrapped up his third season at the helm of Viking boys basketball, and he's already looking forward to season four. Here's Coach Luke Parsons. Coach, uh, thanks for taking the time, bud. Yeah, thank you for having me on. So, year number three in the books for you, uh, kind of hard to believe, man. Time's been as flown by, uh, especially this year. Everything was condensed uh, into such a short period of time. 2021 seemed to really fly by. Yeah, it did. It did. You know, we got, we were waited and waited to get started. And then by the time we got started, we were in the middle of it and then we were done. Coach, you had a relatively young basketball team this year. But before we get into that, t- let's talk about your seniors. Um, you had four of them this year that, uh, you know, were vital parts of your program. You know, they all had different roles on your team. But uh, the thing that struck me about them is, at least externally, there wasn't complaining. There wasn't uh, being given trouble inside the locker room uh, for playing time or those sorts of things. Those kids just came to work every day and, and, and did what they had to do to try to make their teammates better. Yeah, they did. You know, it's a uh... – you know, we, we told them after the season was over, they they caused zero problems. We're, we're so proud of those guys because, um, you know, a lot of, you know, the three, uh, three out of the four really didn't get a lot of playing time, um, especially the amount of playing time that I'm sure they wanted. But that's just the way life is. And, and they took it in stride. And uh, they did keep, they kept coming to practice. They never once um, pouted and cried or, did any of that stuff so and, and that's what's going to make them successful in life not everything's going to go their way in life and and that they just got to persevere and keep working and and find their niche and and those four guys all four of them are going to do that so tell me about uh you know how the season ended for you guys it was a really tough section this year winfield uh was really good obviously we struggled with them this year nitro we had our moments uh that we competed really well with them obviously point pleasant uh, was a team that we split the season with, uh, season series with. But, uh, you know, most of those teams, Coach, are losing a lot. You, on the other hand, return a lot next year. Yeah, you know, uh, Nitro and Winfield both made the state tournament out of our region, and they're, they're both in our section. So, you know, hats off to them. They both got good teams, and and uh, they played well this year. But, but yeah, I mean, we got – we're basically – we're returning four starters. Um and, and basically the rest of the team uh, are those four seniors are the ones that we're going to miss. We're going to miss their, especially their practice and their um, leadership. But uh, from, from the playing time standpoint, you know, we're, we're going, everybody's going to be back. Coach, uh, tell me about uh, some of the things you want to see in the off season out of your young group. I know shooting was an issue this year. Um, obviously that's an important factor in basketball. You got to be able to make <laughs> shots. Yep. Uh, but what are some of the things that you want to see, uh, this young team improve on in the off season? Well, I think one, you know, one thing is that they got used to the pace of the game at this level. Uh, most of them were freshmen, sophomores playing at the varsity level for the first time. And so they just weren't ready for that, that, uh, pace of the game and all the ups and downs and, and things that are happening within the game, but this off season, you know, we're, we're going to get on the gun. We are going to get a lot, a lot of shots up this year, this off season. Um, we got to be able to make shots. We're going to work on our ball handling and, and defense. I mean, defense, we, we got it at times and we looked really good at times. And then the other times we, we revert back to, you know, old habits and, 
and not being in the right spot, not doing the right thing. So, you know, I think an off season of just us pounding it in their heads, them getting in the weight room, um, getting confidence with it with their shots. You know, I think I think that's going to help us help us out tremendously going into next season. If you uh, talk about that off season a little bit, hopefully expecting a somewhat normal off season, coach, and what yeah. the difference is going to be in the development of your young team. You didn't really get to do much off season work. Uh, your preseason was very condensed. Uh, didn't get a lot of practice time, as we talked about all season long. Uh, you, do you expect if you get a somewhat normal off season? of weightlifting, of open gym, of all the things that you normally get, you expect to see maybe some more strides out of this group? I definitely do. I, you know, I see these, us making um, a big leap um, from this year, just just based on us us getting in the gym with those kids, them understanding exactly what we're our, – our language, what we're saying, what we're needing, and, and some little things. You know, on defense, it's the little things. If we can, we can take one more step this way or – or get one more step up on a shooter, uh, box out every shot. You know, just just them being with Coach Mullins, myself, and Coach Hunt in the gym is going is going to help them out just by understanding what we're talking about um, and, and buying into how hard we need to play and ha- how we need to play defense. And then offensively, we're going to work on our skill and um, you know and, and just make some adjustments that we had this year that we couldn't make because of of practice time and we're going to do that this off season so we can hit the ground running next year finally coach every roster gets attrition you get it from your senior class and then there always seems to be a few kids that, that disappear and don't come back out the next year for whatever the reason uh, might be i feel like it's important with this group you have a lot of nice pieces that fit together well uh, getting the guys to kind of buy in and know their role on the team seems to me like if you can keep this group intact, you've got a group uh, that can be very competitive over the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. We definitely do. And, that, and that's our goal. You know, we're going to, we're going to sit down and talk with them all um, individually. And then, and then as a team, before we start our summer workouts and, and, and go over their what, what we think their role should be. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then some of those roles might increase and some of them might decrease, but if these kids stay together, and uh, keep playing, um, and, and work, and buy into what to to what we want to do and ha- how we want to play. Um, you know, in, in my mind, I believe that we can be very successful next year and, and definitely the following year. Coach, congratulations on a successful 2021, uh, and here's looking forward to 2022 being uh, bigger and better. Yes, I appreciate it, Brian. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. Frankie Cummings has gone full circle from being a Ripley Viking All-Stater 
to being a West Virginia State Yellow Jacket, to being a Jamestown Jammer, to being a member of the Viking coaching staff. Our next guest spends a lot of his time at a baseball or softball field. We're talking with Coach Frankie Cummings. And Coach, thanks for all you do for the programs here, and, and thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you. As we mentioned, you spend a lot of time at the ball fields. Your, your son, John, is a Little League player and plays travel ball. And your daughter is now on the high school team and doing well on the softball team. And, and you've been helping Viking baseball now for a, a number of years. But why do you do that? What do you get out of baseball? Well, I fell in love with the game at a young age. Uh, I was actually just talking to the boys before practice about that. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you, you grow up and kind of rough, you know, you, you don't have a whole lot of uh, nice things and sports is the only thing that gives you a lot of pleasure. You know, I mean, like you, it's, it's the time that somebody tells you good job. You know, that was awesome, you know, and it makes you feel good. And, you know, uh, so it's, it's a way of life for, for me and my family. It's always been that way. Me and my father spent a lot of time at the field. You know, didn't have a lot of money to go run around, do a whole lot of different things, but we spent time together, and I just try to do that with my kids. And Frankie, it has to be rewarding for you to see the successful start to the softball career that your daughter is off to. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I've stayed away. Uh, I just go watch her play. Don't say a whole lot to her now. She's in high school. I want her. She's doing this all on her own. Uh, coached her a lot growing up, but uh, the good thing I'm trying to instill in her now is. You know, this is yours. You need to figure out uh, how to do it. You know, you're on your own, and uh, she's doing okay. Frankie, you had a lot of success here as a player under Coach Ray Swisher, both as a pitcher and as a hitter. And then you went on to West Virginia State, and again, you had success uh, pitching for Coach Cal Bailey in the Yellow Jackets, and then got the call, the call, from the Atlanta Braves. And uh, they told you they'd like you to be a part of their ball club. That had to be such a, a special time in, in your life. Yeah, you know, you grow up wanting to be a professional baseball player. I mean, that's just the way I was. I mean, I was the kid who had baseball cards and, you know, was always have a ball glove in my hand. You know, she used to make my dad mad when I was little because he was a boxing coach. And we'd be down at boxing practice and he'd be having to, he'd be, you know, he'd want me to box. And I, he'd be looking for me. I'd be outside throwing a baseball up in the air and catching it. I'd sneak my glove to boxing practice, you know. <laughs> and I just always had that uh, drive to want to be a good baseball player. And then so I played my whole career, uh, you know, just trying my best to hopefully I could make it. You know, I knew it was going to be a long shot. And uh, I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I never gave up. You know, I kept working for it. And when they finally called uh, – you know, it was uh, it was a dream come true. I bet it was a special day not only for you but for your family as well. Oh, one of the funniest things about that day was there were seven teams called that day, but the Braves was the first one that called. It was after the draft. I signed free agent after the draft, but uh, seven teams called to sign me that day, and uh, I had actually left the home after the first one. I talked to Atlanta to sign with them, and. Uh, Mom and Dad, you know, they thought they were big time because they had they were answering the phone for me those days, and it, it was it was a happy time. I remember my grandpa being there and my sister and uh, Tiffany was my girlfriend at the time, but she's you know she's my wife now, but she was there and it was just uh, 
is a happy time. So you spent that one year in minor league baseball and it sounds great to say, hey, I'm a professional baseball player, but life is not all glamour when you start out in, in minor league baseball. What are your memories of, of playing pro ball? Well, you know, I had the same approach to it as I did my whole career. I'm, I had intent to make it to the major league base, make it to the big league club. That's where I wanted to go. And I got, a, uh, I got down to rookie leg in Orlando, Florida, and I got the worst. I was so homesick. And, uh, and I called home, you know, daily to talk to them. This is pre-cell phones. You know, I didn't have a cell phone. Well, some people did. I didn't. And I'm down there, and there's only a handful of people spoke English on the team. And it ended up, you know, just being a tough first week. I didn't pitch a whole lot. Uh, they had a lot of their first, their top draft picks was pitching and things like that. And I finally got in the game and got a save. And uh, I was still really homesick. And I called home and told my sister to come get me. And because uh, I knew she would. And uh, lo and behold, at midnight that night at my apartment, there was a knock, and I looked through the peephole, and there stood my dad. <laughs> and I never will forget it. I opened the door, and he hit me with his finger in my chest, and he said, I've supported you in everything you've ever done, but I ain't supporting you this time. You're staying. And he stayed with me for a week, and I got a roommate. Uh, you know, I was down there without a roommate or anybody, you know, just it's a big place. You're in Orlando, Florida, you know, and uh, uh, things got better. But I remember when I got moved up to A-ball, Things got uh, a whole lot more low budget because when you're rookie league, you got kind of the big league clubhouse for spring training and they're catering and you know it's really nice. But when you go up to single A, and this is in Jamestown, New York. Jamestown, New York. It was a lot like a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and the water fountain over on the wall. You know, it was a little bit different. But I liked it better because it was a little bit older guys. Uh, you had a lot of, uh, seemed like more college guys was there. You know, a lot of your Division One guys, they went straight there. They didn't go to rookie league. And I felt like I fit in more, you know, things like that. Coach, bring us up to date with this year. You're helping primarily with the pitching staff on the Vikings. We've seen some good times. We've seen some, some shaky times. But uh, it's early in the season. What are your thoughts on this year's Viking team? Well, you know, the, the biggest thing I'm seeing right now, and it's not just us, if you look at the box scores of these, there's a lot more walks than there has been. And I really think just people just was afraid to really work in the off season because we weren't supposed to and nobody broke the rules. It's, you know, it's what it looks like to me. And you're seeing a lot of pitchers that are rusty. You're seeing a lot of breaking balls and change-ups not being thrown for strikes and different things like that. As far as our guys go, uh, we didn't have all of them, but just for a little bit, you know, here and there early on. But now, you know, we need practice time, but we're playing every day, it seems like. We're practicing today. We worked on a lot of little things. But as far as the pitchers go, uh, we're going to battle it out. And, you know, uh, we look at it like this season, 32 game schedule to 32 scrimmages to get ready for the tournaments because that's when everything matters. And I'm hoping by then we'll have some guys that can uh, – you know, get out there and bring their best stuff for seven innings, you know, throwing strikes, keeping the ball down, challenging the hitters, taking away what they do best, things like that. Coach, we're glad you're a Viking. Well, I appreciate it. I, I've always been one. He's been a major contributor for the Fairmont State baseball team. Mike Rubin had a conversation with former Viking Tyler Haskins. 
There are several Ripley High School graduates who are on the baseball field on the collegiate level across West Virginia and beyond. One of those being Tyler Haskins, a starting outfielder up at Fairmont State University. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ruth. And uh, Tyler, you've always been known as a pretty versatile uh, baseball player playing uh, in high school. You were liable to see you at catcher in the infield or in the outfield, but uh, it looks like up at Fairmont they pretty well uh, locked you into that right field position for the Falcons. Yeah, you know, um, coming here we had two pretty solid catchers, and I knew that, and I was just trying to contribute, contribute to the team in whatever way I could. And uh, found we needed another outfielder, so I started going to work there. And Tyler, hitting number two in the order, uh, what what is the um, what is your role there as the number two hitter uh, for Fairmont? Uh, my role, um, I'm like sometimes I'm a second leadoff guy. You know, if our leadoff guy doesn't get on, it's up to me to kind of start off the inning, start the game going. Um, I'm usually trying to get him over or get him in if he's already at second or third. So just just keeping the inning going, passing the torch to the next guy and seeing what can happen. And Tyler, you've always been known uh, to be a pretty good bunter, and I, I guess that comes in handy in that number two spot. Oh, definitely. I've had quite a few bunter hits this, this year and uh, just had one this past weekend, in fact. Good deal. And carrying a, a 302 batting average as we speak, so uh, that speaks highly of, of your skills with the bat. Thank you. Uh, trying to get higher each weekend every game, so never satisfied with it. So uh, tell us how things are going with the team. I know you have a big series uh, coming up uh, this weekend against uh, West Liberty, so how's the season going for Fairmont? Um. We started off a little rough, you know. We started off slow out of the gate, but um, lately we've been we've been playing better baseball. Just haven't been winning the close games that we needed to win, and um, we're still actually in it to make a playoff run. But this weekend is big for us, like you said. Uh, we're gonna try to. We need to sweep West, West Liberty this weekend, so we'll uh, see what we can do. Very good, and, and um, the MEC, uh, the Mountain East Conference, that is known as, as a strong baseball conference, so um, uh, yeah, usually um, series in, series out, you have your work cut out for you. Oh, definitely. There's no, there's no teams that you can uh, take for granted in this conference, and I think that gets proven every weekend, whether you're playing uh, the team at the top of the league or the very bottom, it's always a dogfight. Tyler, let's talk a little bit about the academic side. Uh, tell us what your major is at Fairmont and how that is going. Um, I'm majoring in exercise science with a minor in nutrition, and that's going pretty well right now. We just finished up finals last week, so these next two or three weeks are just eat, sleep, and baseball. <laughs> Sounds like fun, man. Oh, it's, it's the life. <laughs> Tyler, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck the rest of the way out with uh, Fairmont State. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. The Viking baseball team will be back in action Friday evening at George Washington High School. And Saturday afternoon, they will be part of a doubleheader beginning at noon where the Vikings will take on Ravenswood. 
followed by the Vikings taking on Capitol at approximately 5 p.m. Hey fans, check out the Ripley Vikings collection at swifteesapparel.com backslash Ripley Vikings. Use the coupon code VIKING360 for a 10% discount. It's Ripley Viking Apparel made right here in Ripley. The participation numbers and the win totals are up for Ripley High Tennis. Coach Dwayne Merritt brings us up to date. Those who know Dwayne Merritt probably know him more for his connections with football than with, with tennis, but he is in his fourth season now as uh, head coach of Viking Tennis. Dwayne, thanks for being with us. Thank you, sir. It's good to be with you. And, uh, I I guess before you ask me anything, I would really like to say thank you and uh, Mark Johnson for doing these, you know, not specifically for the tennis, but just in the overall sports and the promotion for the kids and, and our community. It's a tremendous job you all do. Well, thank you. We have a good time with it. So let, let's talk a little tennis now. Uh, looks like the numbers are really up, especially for your uh, Lady Viking tennis, and you have a very competitive team. Yes, sir. Um, our numbers are, are through the roof. We've never had numbers here that we can ever tell uh, at Ripley High. When I've talked to former coaches, coaches, administrators, and teachers, we have 23 girls on the team this year, and we have seven boys, and, which is, you know, you need six to uh, make a full team, and there's been a couple years when we did not even have a full team on the boys' side. So the numbers are up a little bit in the boys and greatly in the girls. Um, there was some discussion of, gosh, do you need to keep all of them? And uh, my philosophy was, at this point, all those student-athletes need a place to go, need something to do and some activity. It'll be next to impossible for all of them to receive regular match play this year. However, they're getting out, they're getting something to do, and, and given time at each of our matches, we'll give them give them some exhibition play uh, or some intra-squad activity uh, on match day. Coach, uh, I was over at City Park uh, this week, and uh, you had a match with uh, Spring Valley High, and I was impressed with a couple of things. Number one, uh, the teams were very competitive, especially the Lady Vikings, but just a nice festive atmosphere. The weather was beautiful. City Park was packed, and uh, it seemed like uh, it was just a festive uh, tennis atmosphere. Yes, the tennis matches are, are fun to go to. Um, yeah, I recommend anybody coming out and kind of enjoying the student athletes and their play. Uh, you know, it's kind of a mingling among the fans. There's not a specific place for you know one team's fan to sit or, or the other. Um, and for example, we played uh, Parkersburg High earlier in the week. And toward the end of the match, uh, there was two parents, two separate parents that came over to our assistant coach, uh, Coach Scarberry, and said they wanted to thank us for the atmosphere, for, you know, for the way our student athletes were handling themselves, the respect. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we talk about with our students is, you know, how we're going to treat others and, and how are we going to create our home to, for other people to come into, so to speak. And so we're really happy with the, how they're handling those things. Coach, tell us about your, some of the top players that you have uh, for the Lady Vikings and the Vikings. Yes, sir. Uh, on the ladies' side, um, our top seed is Orange Cole. 
and she's very competitive and does very well uh, within our, our region. Um, and I'll go ahead and just, you know, kind of lay it out there for the people who's not aware, but our region is absolutely the most difficult region in the state regarding tennis. There'll be several state champions come out of uh, our region. Uh, and uh, so Torn is in a very you know, difficult draw, but she does very well and had a nice win uh, last night against Spring Valley. Um, and then our second seed is Lauren Roush. Our third seed is Annie Pearson. And our fourth seed is Rory Holmes. And then um, we have two other players that, uh, you know, you're in our third double spot, uh, Aubrey Stevens and Lauren Bailey. Uh, Lauren has made the, uh, the roster there in terms of match play as a freshman. Now on the boys' side, we have Jarrett Lowe and uh, as the number one seed. And I just reiterate the same thing I said, same, same difficulty on the boys' side. Um, there's a, a, a two Division One players at that number one seed in our region. And it's some top athletes. Number two seed is Cole Neal. Number three seed is Carter Cochran. Number four seed is uh, Sam Cox. Number and then on the uh, three doubles was uh, Bonnie, excuse me, Manny Hara, and then Noah Kessel, and we also have Andrew Palmer who had was out just for a little bit, and he'll be coming back into play and probably fitting back into the two seed spot and you know, sliding down those other gentlemen I mentioned earlier. Coach, it looks like you're uh, approaching the halfway point uh, of your schedule, and then you have uh, the regionals that you mentioned coming up in late May, and the state tournaments this year will be in early June. Uh, what types of uh, realistic goals do you have uh, for Viking tennis? Uh, realistically, we're looking you know, to get a couple people on the stage. It's been quite a few years since we've, uh, I take it back, it's been four years since we've uh, had somebody get in the stage, and that was Caleb Bailey in the number one seed spot. Uh, and the way tennis works is four uh, number one seeds will go to the state from the region, three, number two, and then the third slot there'll be two, and the fourth seed there'll be only one. And uh, it's extremely competitive. Uh, there's, as I stated, there's several Division One uh, tennis players at those first one or two seed plus spots, and we have high hopes for Torn to be able to get in, and then hopefully one of our uh, doubles on either side of the boys or girls. But we'll just you know, keep on working to get better and see. Coach, good to talk with you. Good luck uh, the rest of the season. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. You take care. Lady Viking senior Lauren Roush not only is among the top tennis players, she's also sang an inspirational rendition of the national anthem during the girls' state basketball tournament. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, Hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications.